Hello again. I am Saf Chagrin, podcast guru and president of the Podfix Network. Since revealing myself as the puppeteer of the Podfix Nation, I have felt the need to be more hands-on with the day-to-day duties. No respect to Chris, Keith or Chaz. Is that his name? Sure it is. You see, when I listen to podcasts, I see the ones and zeros that make up the matrix as we know it. That is not something my master classes can teach, but rather a natural talent. In other words, I was born with a gift and curse for identifying great podcasters, their shows, and then exploiting them via the network. Every Thursday, I will open the Podfix archives, hand select a definitive episode from one of our network members. A true showcase of the talent that I, excuse me, that we have here at the Podfix network. Now, sit back, relax and let your ear muscles do all the heavy lifting while you enjoy this, as the kids like to say, oldie but goodie. Here we go. Welcome to Mouse and Weeds. It's a hi. hi. I'm Mouse. I'm Joelle down in San Diego. I'm Weeds. <laughs> I was trying to get my voice in there. How are you, Weeds? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a few days. Um, For those of you that are listening uh, on the podcast only, we have a video option that we're doing too. So go to, um, I guess, YouTube and our website, mouseandweens.com, and you can watch it. Anyway, how's it going? What have you been up to? I miss you. I know. I miss you too. I feel like I want to find out more about your world. I have been working on the hit show, The Rookie. Hit. Uh, Yes. A lot of hours put in and a lot's going on. Some good storylines. <laughs> Why are you nodding your head like that? Well, uh, I just, I posted all of your, um, your season two trailer uh, footage, which was- Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And at 107. That's right. You'll see the hit weens on the hit show, The Rookie. <laughs> yeah. And we had so much fun last weekend in LA doing our thing and- now this weekend, what'd you do? What was what was your big whoop? Oh, I can't tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> Wait, Why? please. Um. Well, what? What? No. What? Okay. You're being so weird. What? Nothing. I'm really hot. Can I take this off? Yes. <laughs> it's all I was, trying, I was trying to look presentable. Wow. <laughs> shine. Look at me go. I'm fine. We had a nice weekend. Some friends and I, we did a lot of sitting around chatting in the lovely Atwater Village area. We've got some nice friends. Good. So, yes. What about you? What aren't you telling me? Stop. What's the date? What's the Stop. what's the what? Reading. What? What happened with you? <laughs> Stop deflecting. Wait, wait, wait. For real. Was there anything like why are you being no. Oh. No. Will you tell me later? Yes. Oh, see that. No. Okay. Come on, please. Let's carry on. No. 
Okay. Now I want to know something. It's just really hot in here. I think I'm just okay. overheated. Right. So tell me, how was your Mexico trip? What happened? Yay. Yes. So this weekend I went to Baja California, which is just south of San Diego into Mexico. So if you look at Mexico, there's this little finger thing and that's Baja California. So there was a tour. It was my friend's birthday and she threw it out there that maybe we could all go do this wine tasting trip because there's this new region of Baja California that's getting well-known for wine tasting. And you can take tours and her friend runs a tour. So you can, uh, it's like your tour bus, your Sting tour bus, where we cross the border. We have to get off the bus, go across the Mexican border, get back on the bus and continue on. And we went to three wineries and then out to dinner and then came home. So it was a whole day yesterday. This just happened. We had a blast. It was really fun. And it got me thinking about girls trips and how important they are. But I've been feeling a little bit of mom guilt too, or just guilt, doesn't have to be mom guilt, but that I've been gone each of these past weekends because I did uh, the conference in LA with you last weekend and the weekend before that, wasn't that when I went up to LA to go to the party with you and that whole thing too. So it's been three weekends in a row that I've really not been home, which is odd for me as a stay-at-home mom. I'm so used to always being there, right? Mm -hmm. But with kids that are 14, 12, and 8, they're more independent. Dave is happy to take care of them, or so he says. And I don't know. I think you put in about almost 15 years of parenting that you've been the sole parenter, I would say, or the main go-to person for the main amount of hours a day. So, no, I would, who am I to tell you except that it sounds healthy to have that balance of getting to go away here and there. But every weekend in a row, I'm feeling like three weekends in a row is a little much. Or is that good? Is this what like working moms go through when they leave for their conferences and they travel every week and, and it's just normal? Am I screwing up my kids? Are they going to remember this as a time that mom was being selfish? Or is it helpful? So our childhood, since that's all we have really to reference. Right. Do you remember anyone leaving and you being messed up over it? Just the summer that dad went away for stunt work. Is that what you're thinking too? That was the only time I remember that. And they went to Hawaii for trips and things like that. So when grandma you watched wanted to see, <laughs> You wanted to see grandma's boobs. You see what old lady boobs look like. <laughs> hid underneath the nightstand that has a little shawl <laughs> over it right Her behind it hid there so she could get a peek at the grandma boobs i was just curious about the dirty, age process dirty. is it true that boobs droop so i snuck in while grandma was changing to get into the bathtub but i was so afraid to move that i just stayed behind the nightstand the whole time the little fabricy <laughs> circular nightstand table and i didn't want to pop my little ears up from behind to see what she was doing so I just hid there until she got in the bathtub and shut the door. And then I ran back to my room. Crazy. Why? Finkerton. Come on. Because you're curious. Normal curiosity. Yeah. See, I, if my mom had been there, I wouldn't have done that. So oh, see? Guilty. Screwed up for life. All right. I don't think that there's anything to worry about. But are you getting blowback from your hubby? No, I'm not. Well, 
No, I'm not. I couldn't read between the lines. I really was like, is he just saying that? Is there a little bit of a guilt trip he's trying to throw in there? Or is he just teasing me? Because he would say things like, oh, welcome back, mom. We we forgot what you look like, you know? And so I'm sensitive to it. So for me, I was like, Ugh, they hate me. It's He's mad at me. But I did. I, I interviewed him today. I got him to say it into my little phone. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Uh, and see what he says. Okay, I'm going to pull it up real quick. With my husband. This is Dave. Say hi. Yay. Hi. <laughs> um, I just got back from this girl's trip, wine tasting, and uh, it's the next morning. We have brunch. And I just wanted to hear, Dave, your um, feelings on girls' trips and girls' night outs and that kind of thing. Uh, my feelings. Um, I think you guys probably need it and deserve it and you should have as many of them as you can tolerate and by the way we had brunch and not uh breakfast because you had to sleep until nine all right we don't have to divulge too much oh, uh. <laughs> it was fun wine tasting we'll just say that um but now you when you take care of the kids and you're doing all the house stuff when i'm gone uh do you ever get resentful is it hard or what do you what are your feelings of that for real from your heart for real no honestly it's easy because we already have a routine established so this is your return on your investment of creating that routine so it's it's easy i love you honey it's so great knowing that i can just go freely and i have your full support 100 percent support right right so next weekend I'm going to be gone. The weekend after that, you cool? Uh, I'm totally fine with that. I don't think your mom guilt will allow for that, but yeah, <laughs> have at it. All right, I love you. Love you. Bye bye. So that was that. Did you catch all that? Yeah, that was so cute. So that's all good. It feels pretty genuine. Like he really is okay with it and wants me to finally enjoy my time. He does recognize all the time I put in back in the day and still do I guess so that's good but why mom guilt exists it's a real big thing but anyway yeah, why do you okay I want lots of validation from everybody to tell me that it's okay well, look at you <laughs> you don't <laughs> we're podcasting <sighs> you just laid down in her bed folks and <sighs> yes, she's a, a laying down beauty of hair spread everywhere all right so when I was looking up all the stuff, trying to make myself feel better, I found a lot of studies. Do you want to hear? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the things that they say about female friendships. Well, first of all, tell me about your female friendships real quick, because you were talking about this a little bit recently, too, offline. I think that I have my handful. I've always had a few good friends. You can count on one hand, and I've had them for 20-something years. Jennifer B., from New York. I have Rachel C., who's gallivanting around the U.S., <laughs> currently in Crescent City. And then Blake F. And um, I like that core. You're little initials behind their name, like, like you're in a classroom. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't want to blow their identity in case they. Well, yeah. Know. But, um, and then, you know. I've got more, but those are probably my core people I call for stuff, stuff. I think I could tell them anything. And then I have, you know, a lot of the LA friends are probably more recent, but wonderful. And 
Oh, Jennifer Martin too. I forgot about Jennifer. I'm sorry to didn't mean to forget about her, but she's my Seal Beach pal, and I could call her with anything too. Yeah. And that group of girls. So it's Jen and Debbie and Brenda and Dana and Judy and and a new friend Sandra that's popped in on the last outing. So yeah, those girls are always fun, and it's usually. Jen's the glue that holds all that together where she always has events and things that we all show up to. See, She's the party planner one. That is a huge one. That was a, in this crew this weekend, we have one that she's always the one that keeps us on the calendar and keeps us scheduled. And who's that? Stephanie. Steph. Uh, yeah. And it's been good. that way since forever, but, um, but yeah, my girl groups too. I have kind of different little clusters. It sounds like you do too, where it's like, you know, elementary school friends, then there's college friends, and then work, book club, that kind of started from work, so that's kind of conglomerated, and then the mom friends, and that's been the most recent, um, the current one, you know, and, but it's fun because those groups you can always just fall back into, and there's no, like, they know your history, they, there's no judgment, it feels like it's just kind of boiled down to those core people, um, and yeah, how important that is. But I feel pretty lucky that this is happening because I think it is tough to kind of get through a lot of the stuff in female relationships, right? Kind of past all the immature stuff and jealousy and um, insecurity and just really being able to be out there with them. In fact, okay, do you want to hear? Yeah. We did a little recording while we were there because I knew I wanted to talk about this with them. So so let's, I'm going to play that one now, okay? So you what were you saying last time? It was too loud. You, you look pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you do too. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to do this one. Okay. So here we go. Ready? We had two playgroups. All right. I am in Valle de Guadalupe in Baja, California, Mexico. And I'm here with my girlfriend. We are on a girls trip. It's one of our friends' birthdays. So I was just talking to them. We we're talking about mom's trips and how important it is. And Miss Kari, this Can I just say one thing? Huh. My voice is hate very voice. <laughs> Joe, you get excited. A crowd. I hate it. I'm sorry. I just ugh. Anyway, I said snug. This is Kari. I've known her since our kids were, what, two years old? So I've known you 12 I years. No, I met you when you were pregnant with Elliot. That's right. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. We're not to say the names. No, no. We can say names. Yeah. And it's been forever. But we have gone through an evolution as moms of stay-at-home moms where our sole job was nursing these babies, feeding these babies, making sure they're fine. And now we're at an age where they're more independent and we can finally go out. But tell me your philosophy on mom's nights out, mom's outings, uh, and Stephanie. Miss Stephanie's here too. I've known her the exact same amount of time. And she likes me more though. Stephanie has been our organizer. So tell me what your guys' thoughts are on mom's trips, mom's night outs. Mom's trips and moms on out are vitally important to our well-being and how we relate to each other as mothers and then take that home and feel good when we're with our kids and with our husbands and 
I was just talking to Kari how the way we met was very organic, very like we, we joined this to like be with other moms and have something to do but the way we met was not forced it was just happened and we formed this wonderful friendship that we've gotten so many mom's trips and mom's outings we we found each other through a play group so it was kind of forced in the beginning only because it was like an organized thing but then as we hung out in a huge group then we all found our people right like we kind of found each other because we all parented the same what would you say like, or wanted something to do. Like the stroller strides thing was an exercise thing and getting together and have your kids integrate and really to have other moms to talk to. Well, and I think we were also all sociable people that were needing to get out. And we were first-time moms, so we didn't have any other mom friends, so we had to find some. And so, and we were all stay-at-home moms, too, which meant that, and we felt like we deserved to get out once a month or twice a month and and I think what's made us last over time though because that's the difference yeah. anyone can go out and have a couple fun nights but our oldest ones are 14 now so what is what has led us us five to still all be together and I think it's a couple things first of all it's a super big commitment for all of us to stay connected. Yeah. Number two, we've had one person, Stephanie, who's committed to be the scheduler and gets out there and says, okay, when are we getting together next? And, and I think we all generally have a really fun time together and we have supportive spouses. Well, the thing is, yeah. is also we really genuinely care for each other and love each other. And our kids have gone on to different schools, and we still interests and different activities. And, and we all have different friends, and that's okay. But we have this special bond that we know it's good, and we know that we'll do anything for each other, and we love when we can get together. But if it's not a priority to all of us to make it happen, it's not going to happen. But it's not going to happen, you know. And like this is a perfect example. This weekend, where we're in this wine country, where I was here three weeks ago, but then it was suggested we come here, and I thought. Well, I was just here, but I don't necessarily want to go back, but I'm not going to miss the chance that all yeah. five of us can be together. Yes. I know. Yeah. So I'm going back, of yes. course, now I'm thrilled I came. But um, it has to be a commitment. It has to be a commitment. So what do you think is different about us and, like, how did other people fall away? How do we find each other? What's what's our difference? I think it's um, parenting styles, I would parenting say. Parenting styles. It's socioeconomic. We can't help but have but that. But I also think it was that we all just generally like to go out and have fun. And we all like to go have a cocktail. And I think that was something that really bothered <laughs> There's us. There's a lot of women, Kari, that like to have cocktails. Like who? Well, Everybody. <laughs> think of the thing you were at last night. All those women were having cocktails. Are you best friends with those? I can only be friends with so many, you know? <laughs> but, right. And I, I think we found that we like to have fun outside of being moms. And it wasn't just about motherhood. But it was we have about a commonality. being women and being wives and being who are we before and who are we going to be. And, and it was it was natural. And really. we, were able, we were able to be vulnerable and talk about that life is hard and marriage is hard. Vulnerability and is the key to life. I am telling you. It is so true. It's so true. If we could all just like own our shit and say right. what our problems are then and we could get relate. together and just say I'm not actually having a good time or this is really hard and, but we or can. I don't really yes. like my kid right now or I don't like my husband or I'm having um, a tough time yeah yeah, yeah. And we I know can vent and get it out and then be put back together by our tribe and, and go back that at it we're, like you know? anything I tell you guys I, I 
feel so comfortable that I'm going to be accepted and it's okay, whatever it is. Because all of us support each other's families. Right. And I think that's what it comes down and to. And we've been through know? a lot of shit, girls. We've been through a lot. We've had uh, divorces. We've had like... Cancer. Yes, cancer. We've had losses. We've had parents pass away. Yeah. We've had... Kids with diagnoses, with yeah. kids, children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Switching teams. <laughs> we'll get to that in another episode. But these are my girls. And I love them dearly. And I can't say enough about girls' time. It's it's vital. It is vital. It is what keeps me keeps me going. It's all a balance. So I love you, girls. I love you, Kari. I love you, too. I love you, Stephanie. Love I love you. I love you. Nazarenes. Woohoo. So that was a lot of drunk girl talk, but that's so sweet. I love that. It's what a great group of friends you have. Yeah, it really is real. I mean, we really do. It's our tribe. I love when Kari said that that we are each other's little sister wives. We kind of all help each other's kids out, and you know, we bounce parenting ideas off each other and go through situations and we really do lean on each other. So anyway, yeah, so it was good. We had a fun time. Um, I did look up some stats because I was feeling like guilty and like, why is this important and things like that. But there are some studies about female friendships. Oxytocin. I read one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What it, or let's, okay. I also had my friend Daphne, whose birthday it was. She gave us a little sound bite as well as Carla. Do we want to play those real quick? All right, all right, so here's Carla. Ready? Carla? Yes. You are one of my bestie, bestie, besties. Nice. And why do you think it's so important to um, have mom's night outs, girls' night outs, girls' weekends, girls' trips? What do you think? Uh, well, we need time to connect and... Um, I don't know, time to talk without our kids interrupting us, without... When was the last time around our kids, or me, <laughs> that you've gotten a full sentence out? Honestly, like, oh don't my gosh, they never, never. They're yeah. like, I, I, I always joke that my son has an ear in my pocket because he is oh, constantly here. like, wait, what did you say? In it's our family, we call it big ears. I'm like, I can't talk right now. Big ears is listening. Right. Like, yeah. we could be a couple of rooms away, and he's always like, right. wait, I have this to say. And it's like, why is your ear always in my flipping pocket? That's cute. Ear in your pocket. No. It's true. Disgusting. It's true. Well, I have to say that you are such a huge part of my sanity, just like keeping it balanced. Otherwise, I get lost in being a mom and being uh, on duty, and this allows me to, like, be a woman. It sounds stupid, <laughs> but it's, like, true, right? We need to reconnect sure. with our, who we are. We, For sure. We need this, like, time more to than just get away from our kids, and we need the time to be genuine and be silly. And transparent, too. Transparent. I think For the real sure. girlfriends, oh too, we yeah. have... Um, I mean, there's not many skeletons in the closet, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> not at all. Over not all, all these trips and all these weekends and all these nights out, no, it's we kind of so know funny. it all, right? I know. Like, we have so many stories that we're just so honest and so real. And every time afterwards, I'm like cracking up. But it's it's, it's great because yeah. we just we know that as parents and as moms, like we have another part of us that we're not 
um, we always this, privy to share, yeah. and we get a chance to share it with each other. And, and we stuff a lot. I don't know. Oh, I mean, in this sure, world sure. of social media and of being perfect moms and being perfect volunteers at school, you have to stuff a lot of who you really are. Yeah, we just can be honest and, and real. And Now, so Dave is always like, do you guys just, like, go out and bash guys? <laughs> and... I mean, sometimes we... That's like a small, small percentage. Yeah, for it's sure. not bashing. It's really just no, like airing our it's understanding. It's understanding where we all come from. And we all have like issues where sometimes we just want to like dish it out and get um, somebody else to acknowledge what we've gone right, through. Validate and, uh, yeah, validate. Validate is a, yeah. a great word. But for the most part, no. It's just like we want to talk about things in our lives that are relevant, that are important, that are... They're like passionate and it's, I know we, oh. we I remember do you remember that one uh, mom's night out where we all sat down and we like said what our dreams were and one of yours was starting your own hair salon oh, and we were all yeah. encouraging you and you're like I don't know I don't know and now how many years lo and behold yeah like a couple months, months later was yeah. like, like not that far later under six months later you started your own hair yeah, salon yeah I started my own hair salon and when I finally made it happen, it was so cool to There's see all these There's something about friends, like, saying it out loud yeah. and like, I'm going to do it. We're like, do it. You got it. And you did it. You did it. Yeah. Okay, Carla just opened a new hair salon. You want to say the name? Um, Agape Hair Studio. And I moved my space to, um, it's 200 East via Rancho Parkway in Escondido. It's right by the uh, North County. The Nordstrom yeah. Cafe on the back yeah. side. It's awesome. On the back side. And... You walk right in and you just find your way to my studio and it's great. It's it's a big space. And Carla with lots of room. is a um, whiz with the color. Can I say whiz? Is that? Oh, sure. yeah. Do I sound like my grandpa? Yeah, I mean, just don't bit. go to the bathroom and say whiz. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it's awesome. We love Carla so much, and I can't imagine our fun little um, girls trips without you. Yay! Yay! Super fun. Okay. Yeah. Go on girls' trips. They're super important. That's right. That's right. And we call each other sister wives. So. Yes, my sister wife. Well, you can, you can her, call each other so that, too. We give you yes, that. Yes, yes. Right. I hope you all find a sister wife that's in life right. because it's super important. <laughs> we all need many sister wives. My con family. That's my sister wife family. Love you. Love all you. Right, bye. So that's Carla. She's my Betty. That's so cool. I love that she thought of that and you guys encouraged her. The New Year's resolution thing, that, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's cute. We we do that. We, we'll sit down sometimes. We are kind of dorks, but we'll do these big trips and maybe once a year. And uh, we do what we call <laughs> the compliment circle. And oh. we all sit there and we go around the table and we give each other compliments and like little things of why we love them and what they're good at and I don't know it's just I think as moms you don't hear that a lot enough or just as women in general you know we're always second guessing so to have a whole group of people giving you encouragement and yeah so it sounds like such a great group of friends good job they're good Anyway, there was all this science about it. Do we have time? Do you want to keep yeah. talking about the science of it? Okay, I'm going to play uh, Daphne real quick. She was the birthday girl um, because she gave a quote. I, I tried to interview her, but she got tired and she slept through one of the wineries. She took a nap on the bus, which was great for her. I couldn't believe she could sleep through all that noise, but she did and woke up all refreshed and ready to go to the next one. And so I didn't get to interview her, but she did this for me today. She sent this to me. So 
Um, let's hear her thing. Whoops. Hold, please. Where is she? Here we go. The tend and befriend notion developed by doctors Klein and Taylor may explain why women consistently outlive men. Study after study has found that social ties reduce our risk of disease by lowering blood pressure, heart rate, and cholesterol. There's no doubt, says Dr. Klein, that friends are helping us live longer. Okay, so that was one thing that kept coming up in all these studies I would look up was how the stress levels have, are reduced by friendship and especially for women, that it's different in women versus men. So uh, there was all these stress studies done and it was in men, just traditionally were the subjects. And they showed that under stress, there's the fight or flight response. But with the women, they finally realized that there's a different response because they, let's see, I'm going to find it. Okay. When women feel close to someone, levels of progesterone, a hormone that helps reduce stress and anxiety go up. Um, this is from a University of Michigan study. And the surge also linked to a willingness to risk one's life for the other person. So they believe that it played a role in establishing social bonds over the course of evolution. All right. Um, they, when stress levels go down, it decreases risks of heart disease, obesity, depression. No, but there was something else about how it's fight or flight, yet in women, when they're together, the oxytocin comes in and decreases that fight or flight feeling. And so it lets you kind of hunker down with your kids and with your female uh, friends and, and, and all take care of each other. So it was an interesting study. Um, I will tell you the study with my voice, not my video. Okay. okay. Oh, good. You found it. Friends lower stress. When women feel close to someone, levels of progesterone. Did, did we just read the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Friends can help you live long. I think it was just, it was in this. Super agers. I'll read the yeah, other one. I know. When researchers, <clears throat> let me start that over. When researchers <laughs> asked more than 90,000 women between 50 and 79 how much social support they had, those who said they had more support were likely to still be living in the follow-up years later. The difference was slight, but the data is pretty reliable because it was out of such a large group, so it's less likely to be coincidence, says Nancy Freeborn, Dr. P.H., adjunct professor of health administration and policy. Boy, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> um, maybe we cut this part Boy. out. What other letters? Um, there's all sorts of studies. Married men live longer than single men, yet women who marry have the same life expectancy as those who don't. However, women with strong female social ties, girlfriends, live longer than those without them. Okay, so this is good. Friendship is good. Um, here it is. Okay, this is that, I think Daphne just said it, the tend and befriend um, instinct we want to tend to our young and be with our friends versus the men who are fight or flight. So oh. that is um, all in one study. There's also a UCLA School of Medicine study about the oxytocin. And another study, this one was cute, prairie voles. Do you know what a vole is? It's like yeah, a mole. mole thing. 
It's a monogamous rodent. So they mate for life. Oh. And they have, um, when a male vole is put in a stressful situation, he runs to his female partner. And female voles, when stressed, immediately run to the females they were raised with. Oh, so there's something to that with, and I think it was the oxytocin receptors on a certain part of the brain. Wow. The whole thing there. Yeah. So it's important for our health to have these friendships, you guys. This is, wow. this is the bottom line. Um, self-esteem, you know, Dove soap, and they had that big mm-hmm. campaign. Um, they indicated that 70% of women feel prettier because of their relationships with female friends. Um, so we're highly influenced by our girlfriends. Uh-huh. Um, important for girls too. So not just women, but we need to know this for those of us who have daughters, that it's important to find those good friends that will lift you up, raise you up. And I think there's something to just having no incentive with girlfriends or, I mean, I guess if you were lesbian, it would be different, except the way that I see it is, being hetero, that there is no incentive from girls when you're just, when you have a solid friend, you have a solid friend who just listens, tells you the truth, and this and that, versus who wants to put the dinky between you. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying incentive, meaning like you're not going to go like get yourself all dolled up. You're not going to try to put on airs or be something you're not because you're not trying to like mate with them or attract them or something like that. Is that what you mean? Just that you have, because there's not sexual energy in my case from the women exchange. Yeah. That you're not putting on airs or just saying someone looks good to try to woo them or get them to do something or get them in the sack, whatever. Yeah. It's honest feedback. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Um, Okay, here's some quick points. I'm going to do a quick list. Ready? Friends lower stress. Friends keep you razor sharp. So something about uh, memory function. Friends can help you live longer. Friends can boost your career. If you have friends in the workplace, um, they help you with promotions, networking, mentoring, opportunities, career development, advancement, which is true, right? Don't you remember working at Nurkrin and, and the female friendships and we would all kind of lift each other up and yeah. I don't know, there was none of the kind of cutthroat, this is mine, this is yours. We were all just trying to build each other up there. At least I felt that way. Made some really good friends there too. And you did too. They're still Yeah, in. they're all very cool. I know. Um, friends can motivate you to be healthier. Close friends doing exercise, saving money, volunteering, like good behaviors. Friends teach you about yourself. I need my glasses. Friends don't make fun of you when your eyesight goes. Yes. Um, People strive to present themselves as positive and competent people. And I've found that as people talk about their friends, they are often talking about their current self or the self they'd like to become. So I guess it just helps you see yourself in your friendships. Um, Friends help you feel better. Um, A lack of friendships and social support increases the risk of developing an anxiety or depressive disorder. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then how much do moms really work? This was crazy. I saw this study. It was a news source. In 2017, they conducted a survey. And 2,000 American women, mothers, were surveyed. And they had kids between ages 5 and 12 years old. They started the day at 6.23 a.m. 
and they clocked out at 8.31 p.m., which I can relate to. That's like my schedule. They work 14 hours a day and 100 hours per week, and they put in the equivalent to two and a half full-time jobs. So that's really only just 9.7 hours a day for sleep, meals, personal care, and mental breaks. So all combined. That's okay, all. so how would you ever feel guilty about taking a girl's trip? When you have another healthy, available parent helping out. I know. When you hear statistics like that. Because you know that's true. I know that's true. Yeah. About you. Yeah. This is the stuff I need to keep telling myself. This is my block is feeling guilty, feeling like I have to be the one doing the parenting and being in control. And I don't know. I think there was some, just the young, dumb, newly married me kind of made a promise with Dave I remember having this conversation like, hey, if I become a stay-at-home mom, I will cook, I will clean, I will raise the babies, I will make the food, I will work out. You know, I just put myself into this really traditional role. And so because I kind of made that promise, I feel indebted to that a little bit, like I owe that. And so this evolution as the kids get older and I'm finding more back about myself again and looking into my own interests, I guess it's just the self-imposed guilt. And I need to drop that. This is where I need to keep telling myself this stuff and hearing it from my friends, hearing it from you, um, and just retrain my brain that way. So just remember that a hundred hours a week. How could anybody be healthy? Yeah. How are you mentally healthy to be able to? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. On a personal note, do you feel more refreshed and available for your kids and more excited to be with them after you've taken yes. this weekend trip? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So isn't it healthier for your kids to have a better mom? Yeah, because then I'm really like wanting that Into it. bonding and let's sit down, let's play this, you know, look me in the eye, I look them in the eye. It's, yeah, a lot more. Connected. The other thing is it's healthy, I think, for them to be away from you and for them to bond with Dave. And yeah. all of that is all good. They can't, I think there's something unhealthy about having your mom available all the time. Okay. They need good. to know. Yeah. I mean, really, I'm not just saying that to make you feel better. Yeah. I think this is all healthy. It was healthy when mom and dad went away, which they didn't very often, but when they went on a week vacation and were hanging out with grandma, that was really important time. It was good to see our dynamic when they were out of the house and then bonding with someone else. You know, all that is so important. It's enriching. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So take that to the <laughs> bank. Okay. Suck it. Um, well, I get... I just hear stories like this so much and I don't understand it because I don't have my own kids, the guilt that comes with it. But there's so many people that write about like, stop, you're kind of driving yourself into the ground and you're half of a person if you're yeah. putting that much in all the time. Right. I know. And I think it's good too that the kids can see me going out and finding my own thing and finding things that jazz me up and that I'm passionate about and they appreciate me more when I'm home, I think. And, you know, it is kind of like stay at home. Mom goes out to get a job. Like I'm, I'm leaving more often and I'm going and doing my things. So it's, it, I think shows them that balance is good, right? You can't do all one thing all the time. So a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yep. I like um, it. I put the question out there to some people online as well. And most people were like us saying, of course, it's balanced, it's great, it's wonderful. But I did get some people saying that 
mom's night outs and things like that were a little bit overrated. Maybe not overrated, but just that they'd prefer to be with their spouse or their partner, um, or they'd prefer to be alone, that they don't prioritize, I guess, going out with their girlfriends. Or they're going to die earlier. I I mean, just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. It's all like choices and it's fine. But, and then I found this blogger who said the same thing. Her article was titled why I don't want a mom's night out. But she says um, when she does get alone time, she likes to spend it alone. She doesn't want to have anybody watch her kids. Like she's picky about who watches her kids. She feels like she'd rather be enjoying a good book or spending quality time with her husband. Okay. So that's, a different perspective. I get it. I like that stuff too, but I mean, I really do like the mom's night outs. <laughs> like I really look forward to them. Um, you need a break from your kids. And she says, no, I don't need a break from my kids. She says, I'm starting to think that other parents just don't like their kids as often as they want breaks from them. So she's like, call me crazy, but I'm raising little people I enjoy being around and socializing with. Do I get tired of parenting some days? Absolutely. But my idea of a break from my kids is taking a shower without them in the bathroom for 15 minutes, not an entire evening of leaving my husband with the kids while I go out with other moms. It's just not my thing. I was like, okay, girl, you do you. I I just can't see that 15 minutes in a shower. That's enough time. Yeah. Is that, am I being judgy? I don't know. No, it just doesn't vibe with you. So maybe she has really mellow children or something. Or, or, I mean, maybe her mom friends aren't at that level, right? Maybe they're more like superficial. Cause then she says something else, which was surprising. She said, everybody says you need girl time. She goes, but I get that girl time when the kids have play dates or get togethers. It's just a bunch of moms there with their kids. When I take the kids to dance class or soccer or church, or it's, it's nothing but girl time. She goes, it's all the same conversations. So that's what leads me to believe that she doesn't have that deep, real friendship where she can talk candidly, that it must just be all surface level mom's night outs, you know, where they just talk about the kids. And that was a rule some of my friends and I put in place, like, okay, tonight we're not going to talk about the kids. Like, let's talk about Mm -hmm. about the kids. How often does it actually happen though? It, it, it does get sprinkled in and often we go into it because we're dealing with new situations and we want to run them past each other. But there have been like... I think especially when they were little, it was always the same stuff over and over, potty training and they're not eating this and da, 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 da. And I don't know. Yeah. There were a handful of times it was just like, we cannot talk about the kids, period. End of story. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was kind of healthy. Let's see. This lady also says, you need a break from your husband. And she goes, my word, do you people marry men you do not like? Because I really like my husband. I really Okay, if someone starts it with my word. Okay, anyway, keep going. Just kidding. Yeah, she really enjoys spending time with her husband. I don't need a break from him. I want to break with him. So I get this. I totally get this. Like I love being with my husband too, but it's a different dynamic. You can't really go there necessarily with your husband if you want to like and especially if you want to talk about relationship stuff. You can't talk about it with the person if it's getting advice or, you know? Yeah. There's also a term called codependence. Yes. Which might be some of these people's issues or not. Who who knows, but you know, what is the real thing? Exactly. Like what is the definition? What would you say? I mean, I could guess or I could just look it up on this 
tiny worldwide web we have. Let me look it up. Codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and sense of identity. Uh, Definitions of codependence vary, but it's usually defined as subclinical situation. Okay. So you're really needing that person to feel good about yourself and identity. Was that what I'm gathering? Yeah. You're just like not your own person without them. It's good. So individual dynamics are a codependent is someone who cannot function on their own and whose thinking and behavior is instead organized around another person's person process or substance. So they take a lower priority than on their own needs while being okay. Preoccupied by the needs of others in romantic relationships. Some codependents often, some codependents <laughs> often find themselves in relationships where their primary role is that of a rescuer, supporter, or confidant. These helper types are often dependent on the other person's poor functioning to satisfy their own emotional needs. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. Sure. Yeah, because we throw that term around. I've just never really known the definition. Yeah, so it sounds like there's a little bit of that here with this lady. I don't know. Are these your friends that are, or these? No, no, this is a blogger. This was an article. Okay. I mean, and who knows people do, maybe they've had bad experiences with women. And so they don't seek out those friendships anymore because they've been burned too many times and they'd rather just be with their partner. And that really is their social life and what they need. And I get that, you know, sometimes it feels like I really want to connect with Dave. And so my priority is let's go, go away on a weekend together, you and me or date night. I mean, super healthy, but then after so long, you want to be with your girls too. I don't know. I think it's just healthy. It feels like it's healthy. I know that I've had the tendency to use the partner as the everything Mm -hmm. and it puts a lot of pressure on that person and a lot of expectation. And it would have been really nice to have girlfriends to just be able to talk about the person and process things. So I can't see how it wouldn't be healthy. But you never know. A lot of people have mother issues and female, like you're saying. So did you purposely stop um, doing that at some point? Did you realize that was the issue? Yeah, I can tell kind of recently I used, I mean, I always have my core few people I mentioned, but I would. (laughs) Great audio. I love your (laughs) things with podcasting Sorry. but okay good we're getting some fully noise here with coffee <laughs> on rare occasions i just like to- watching the video she's walking around oh and we have some hall table decor is that halloween stuff it's just some gourds and whatnot <laughs> good no but i mean normally i would you know most often have the guys as the everything and then not have as many girlfriends that I would talk to, but it did become really unhealthy. So see ya. Yeah. How did, uh, how did all these guys like the cat situation? <laughs> <laughs> did you make them talk to the cat all the time? She just I just had it. the video on the cat. I thought it'd be funny, but it looked like the cat was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Thanks. Uh, All right. So can I just, I'm going to close this part out real quick because this lady says one last closing line that my word. Yeah. After the, my word one, but this one was, 
I get that some women aren't as blessed as I am and do really crave time with their other moms and their girlfriends. I really do. There's nothing wrong with wanting that or missing that, but please remember to find balance. Please remember to not overindulge in these times and to try to enjoy the season of your kids being little and needing you so much. I just, I don't know. I personally felt judged at that point. It's the moms like this that make me feel a little bit of the mom guilt. Well, they don't make me. I make myself. I give it to myself. But it's just that preachy. That's This is the problem with the mom community sometimes, especially online stuff where people can, they have keyboard confidence and they say these things like, well, you really should be reading to your children more and you really should be spending more time with your kids. And yeah, so it does feel like that personal, any insecurities you have when you see it written out, you go, oh God, that's me. Also, don't shit on people. Right, right. It's a very shamey word in and of itself, right? No shitting. Stop shitting on each other. Um, yes, so there you go. I just dig my girl's time. I'm trying to feel less guilty about it and trying to embrace it and trust that Dave is cool with it, happy with it, and the kids are fine too. And I keep asking the kids, I'm like, do I do you does it feel like I've been gone too much and I'm not spending time with you? And they're like, No, you're fine. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, you really don't leave that much. Can you imagine what do you say? You don't leave that much. Oh, leave. I thought you said you don't mean that much. Oh. Oh. you're not oh. anything they don't need I you really just imagine if you had to have if you were a lawyer and you I mean imagine the amount of time you would spend away from them if you had been professional the whole time yeah and which people do and their kids are fine so I mean you're really putting a lot of pressure on yourself okay yeah but nobody's gonna talk you out of it I think you have to come to terms with it yourself by doing this podcast thank you I am. I will. I do. No, really. Are you going to, this has been something that's plagued you for a long time. Are you tired of hearing about it? I'm always like doubting myself with things. This is a, this a, is your thing. My thing is everything else in life. No, you're, everybody's got their little Achilles heel and yours is I think wanting to make sure. Why? Why? I like what's happening. Achilles. What did I say? Achilles? Achilles. Kill? Yeah, Achilles. Achilles. Is it Achilles? I'm French. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Look it up. I don't know. Right. Here. Okay. Um, here you say it for us. Achilles. Right, here. We're anyway. Pronounce it. Okay. Okay, ready? How to pronounce Achilles. Achilles. Oh, man. All right. Achilles. <laughs> Saying it like a question. Sorry, wow. I know I'm such a know-it-all. Do you hate that? No, it's fine. I did one of yours to someone else at work, though. Yeah. And they were very resentful. Oh, what? But it's a good lesson that you told me once, and I've never forgotten it. It's the Johnny and me versus Johnny and I. Oh, it's, yes. It's uh, Johnny and I are going to the store. But if you remove the subject, which is Johnny, you wouldn't say... I is going to the store. Right. Wait. <laughs> I just confused myself. You would say, we are going to the store. I am going to the store. Johnny and me. Oh, there it is. Wait. Yeah. Back up, reverse that, switch it. Okay. Johnny and me are going to the store. 
or Johnny and I are going to the store? Which one is the right one? We'll take out the Johnny. Is it me is going to the store or is it I am going to the store? You got it. Very good. <laughs> Maybe this is why the person uh, took it wrong. Did you say it? <laughs> right Probably. <laughs> Probably exactly like that. Oh, that's good. Oh. Well, we thank you for being my voice of reason with all this. I know I throw oh, all yeah. this mom stuff at you and you're not a mom, but you're good at keeping me sane and giving me good positive feedback and all that. So thank you. Yay. Thank you for saying that. I think you're a great mom. Please rest well knowing that. Thank you. I wish you would just know it and give yourself more of a break, but you can't tell someone to do that. Yeah. It's that, how are they going to turn out? It's the future. Yeah, but how are you ever, what's the point? I know. They'll turn out fine because you love them. That's you. all you could do. I love them. I do. Yes. I love them so much. I drink them away on the weekends. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the extra okay, but let me also bring this up too. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of control that people need to let go of when it comes to their kids too, which can also stifle them. Yes. So you trying to control how they're going to turn out is futile and it also can be very constrictive to the kid. Yeah. Just letting them be who they are too. Yep. No, I realize that more and more every day that their little personalities are who they are from day one. They've been that way. And I just have to keep them safe and kind of, well, you have to teach them right from wrong and model good behavior and just be there for them as they go down this path. So I know it, but right. It is a, a weird thing to go from mom of baby that you carry and wipe and feed to letting them fly and be independent. So it's, it's a tough road. I'm always learning and we'll get And there. then, you know, we need to talk about, because this has been an issue that's come up for us. And I don't know if you want to talk about it now or later, but talking about writing a project together and then having how much do you put in the writing that's dirty f words i know sexy I know. stuff this is like the whole and how much like this is why but the kids might see it in the podcast and the kid so at what point do you just go well i'll just talk to him about it but i'm gonna do me which is adultish <laughs> that's her this is her <laughs> but i did the finger in the in the whole thing for those of you that didn't see it finger in the hole oh <laughs> so but that is something that you know other people have said you can't coddle them you have to tell them <laughs> i know, I know. Coddle. I well do. what is the balance there that's a good other podcast subject what is the balance between overprotecting and letting them like talking to them about what things they're inevitably going to see i know like grandma boobs <laughs> <laughs> yes all right let's talk about that in another episode because that is a big topic that i always come back to i like it i like it a lot thanks right. guys well everybody please follow us online all our good social media um our phone number. I never give out our phone number. I'm going to find it and give it out right now. I should have it written down somewhere big. But um, we do have a phone line that you can call and leave a message on. And we'll play it or not. You can say, you know, I don't want you to play this. I just want you to read it for you guys. But um, the number is, are you ready, everybody? 
get out your pens and paper and write down this phone number. It is 858-206-9971. The Mouse and Weems voice message, voice hotline. I don't know, but leave us Thank a message. Thank you for fun. leaving messages there. It's always been so nice yes, to hear your voice from you. All right, Mouse and Weens. Um, we'll see you next time. Weens, have a great week. And you too. I love you. Thank you for keeping me sane too. You love you too. Stay and we love track. all of you out there. That's right. People. Thank you everybody for listening and writing in. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. We just really like you. All our fun, fun listeners. We do this for us. We do this for you. We keep away our blisters. On our fingers playing guitar. You the fans, you know who you are. Thank you. Reviews and all the news, the likes, subscribes in our Facebook group. Thank you. Thank you. We just love the coffees, lots of hugs from Mouse and Weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Patreon too. Thank you. Patreon too. Thank you. Patreon too. Thank you. There you have it loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.